Hi friends, this is Jillian and Kaylin and you're listening to In Case You Missed It on Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on navigating the ups and downs of adulthood from managing stress and finances to crushing your career and love life. Tune in every Monday as we share game-changing tips from our guests that you might have missed. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. How do you figure out what it is you're looking for in a partner and like what it is you really need if you're if you're not sure? So I allow my women and men to write down their six non-negotiables. However, I always give them their first three. So I will give all of your listeners the first three that I give all of my clients. So the first one is that he or she must pursue you at all times. And that means like no questioning, no questioning where they are, no questioning if they're going to call, no questioning if they are going to text, right? They're pursuing you and you know that they're pursuing you. Second one is that they must make you feel safe, seen, and heard at all times. Hmm. They must be able to ask questions and they must be able to listen when you need it. They must be able to honor your boundaries and they must be able to really honor your needs and not feel like there's this bulldozing or the unavailability to be with you, right? So- That's a really big one. There's a lot that kind of, we could do subcategories underneath that non-negotiable, but generally if there is another non-negotiable that shows up, it usually falls underneath that category, right? Because you know when you feel safe with someone. And then the third non-negotiable, they must be on the same level of commitment as you, which means if you want children in marriage, they must Mm -hmm. want that. If you don't and you want an open relationship, they must want that. But none, none of this, well, I don't really know about kids or mm. Mm, I don't really know how I feel about marriage and monogamy. That's a no. It's an, an absolute no. So those are the first three that I give. And then I always give the coaching assignment to, to think, to have people think about what is, what is it that you really want in a relationship to feel soul-centered? For me, like at that time... The only thing I really had in my life other than my family was my cat. She's my whole world, right? So one of my non-negotiables was that he had to like be nice and love my cat. Yeah. But that's where I would start. That's where I would start is always have those three. Even if you just start with those three, like you're golden. You're going to weed out a lot. That's true because so many of the ideas of what we want in people I mean first of all I think they change as we mature like when we're younger it's like I want someone who's tall and I want someone who's like traveled the world and then as you as I at least have matured I've realized my non-negotiables have become less about specific characteristics in another person and more about how I feel with them and I never thought like that before I was never like I want to feel this way I was just like I want someone who's funny and I still want to laugh but like Maybe it's more about I want someone who I can feel funny with or who I can joke around with rather than like feeling that I need to find a comedian, you know? So it's it's a really great point because all of those three non-negotiables that you just mentioned are very centered in like how you feel and how secure you are. And you're so right. I had when I was dating prior to doing this work, I had what I called my my perfect list. It was literally called the perfect list. And it was a list of the perfect man. The funny thing is that he was tall, dark, and handsome and had a six pack. And if you know my boyfriend now, he's in great shape, but he's, he's tall, but he's blonde. Like he's nothing that I put on my perfection list. Right. 
But when I did that work that you're talking about, Jill, of, of really digging deep and understanding who you are and honoring your worth, right? You understand yeah. that a soul-centered partnership is much deeper than anything that we put on the physical outside, right? It's so much of an internal game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love if you could talk to us more about what kind of inner work we can be doing personally to prepare for bringing our best selves into the dating world. So obviously like examining our own wounds and kind of our own past and how it's shaping us, but are there any steps someone can take that you would recommend? If you're wanting to just get curious around what it is that you deeply desire and how you're showing up for yourself, this is one of my favorite. I'm going to drop a little bit of of knowledge on your listeners. This is a beautiful exercise. If everybody's listening, take out a piece of paper and try this on. Make a list of everything that you need in a relationship. Okay. So just brain dump all of the things that you need. Okay. This is what I call my mirroring exercise. And then Mm -hmm. take all of those I need statements and turn them into I statements. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example of this. I need sexual intimacy with my partner three times a week. Let's say that that's a need that you really need in a relationship. Then what you do is you flip the mirror and you create it as an I statement. So the I statement would be, I am sexually intimate with myself three times a week. Hmm. Okay. Then the next step in that is Hmm. to ask yourself, this is what I call the honest check-in. Is that a true statement? And if you answer no, or sometimes, right? That is what I call a little clarity nugget for you to go deeper into how you're not showing up for yourself. Wow. Because you cannot step into a relationship with someone and expect someone to fill all your needs. You have to be able to do that internally. Wow. Right? So that's that's where I would start and see what shows up for you and then go deeper into what you find. I feel like I could cry right now because I just ran through my <laughs> needs in my head and was like, I'm, I ain't meeting them myself. I'm not doing these, <laughs> any of the things that I need from someone else for me to myself. Especially when it comes to this, the wounding process, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't, there's no way that we can show up fully as ourselves in a relationship if we have all these wounds and stories that are showing up. And those wounds and stories keep us from being able to meet our needs, you know? So I love that exercise. It's a humbling one. Thanks for starting your week with us. If you enjoyed today's In Case You Missed It, check out our show notes for the full episode. We would love it if you subscribed, left us a comment or a rating, and followed us on Instagram. See you next time.